Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I'm Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Last time on Distinguished Adventurers... Our heroes have been climbing the tower of Wendrigod the Necromancer, freeing the spirits of dragons trapped on each of the floors, and learning that their hordes are in a vault at the top of the tower. Now on the fourth floor, they have encountered Serene, the spirit of an ancient moonstone dragon imprisoned on the floor. As everyone begins their search for the soul anchor binding Serene to the tower, Jonathan and Carlton enter a multicolored room filled with plane shift scrolls and a beautiful but disturbing tapestry. Bernie, Travancore, and Serene examine a bedroom with a snoring lump in a bed, an expensive dragon chess set already in the middle of a game, and a large number of egotistical and gaudy paintings of Wendrigod all over the wall. When Travancore removes the sheet to examine what's in the bed, he discovers it was a trap, and the wands in the paintings begin to glow and attack. And that's where we rejoin our story already in progress. And then you hear the noise from all six of the the tapestries, or the paintings on the wall. You take of course. 22 points of force damage Oof. as each of the Wendra gods on each of the tapestries, their wands glow and a magic missile shoots out at you. And we can roll initiative with the party split up. I love it. Oh, shit. I love it. Jonathan, Bucks will go at the end of your turn. Travancore, uh, for safety's sake, Shadow's going to go either before or after you. I'll let you choose. Okay. Uh, and with that, Carlton, what'd you get? An 11. And Jonathan? A five. Oof. I, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Sure, Bernie? Bernie got a six. Serene, what'd you get? I got a 12. Wow, everyone's We're rolling really, super. really killing yeah, this initiative. Yeah. yeah, this is... Tell you, the good news is my paintings didn't roll much better. Uh, Travancore? 16. Hey! Finally. Woo. Travancore, guess what? You get to go first, <laughs> which... Totally makes sense, as you're the one that got attacked. All right. What's the ugliest picture of, Wonder, of uh, Painty Wendergaard on, on the walls, would you I like, say? I like this strategy. <laughs> Define ugly. What what kind of thing is going to constitute ugly for Travancore? Travancore has had a copious amounts of art history training from his mentor, Sri Balak on the venture. And he looks for certain things in art, like, uh, you know, interesting use of negative space, composition, color, pattern, technique, and things of that nature. He wants to figure, and he figures out that Wendergod's pretty much a hack. He wants to go after, like, the most, like, hack-style painting, the one that, like, is meant to try and impress people that are rich, that Wendergod would, but would doesn't actually work, because that's offensive to Travancore as an actual royal. Give me a perception check. Okay. Detective Travancore percepts. Really? A 28 on that? Great. 28 on my perception <laughs> check. Great. Awesome. This is good. Awesome. This, is, this is on par. This is, this on is brand, one yeah. On brand. All of these seem to be painted by the same person. Yeah. They have a similar style, but you can tell that they were painted over what must have probably been multiple months or years. And so there's a progression in where there's a couple that are slightly more lifelike. They're all very grandiose and epic. And like I said, you know, the, the cover of a romance novel kind of thing. But the, the first one seems to be very on the realistic side. And then they just get more and more almost cartoonish in their over-the-topness. And the one that offends you the most is the one of him standing on the precipice of what must be an ocean. You see the water is spraying up. He's got both hands out, both holding wands, and above him are flying in formation, what you think is every single kind of dragon you've ever heard in your life. It's super tacky. Arrow times. Arrow time. Arrowed. These are just regular arrows. 33 to hit? Absolutely. All right. I probably should have used my bonus action. Can I retroactively use my bonus action to hit Cast Hunter's Mark on, on the ugliest one? Sure. Great. All right. So that's going to do 14 points of damage plus another another four points from the Hunter's Mark. So 18 total. 
one of your arrows straight through the picture of Wendragod on this tapestry. You see that the two wands in his hands in this tapestry, one of them goes out, but the other is still glowing. All right, I'm going to have that other wand then. Here we go. All right. That's going to be an 18 this time. Absolutely. All right. All right. This time it's going to do 11 plus five for the hunter's mark. Again, it didn't didn't even roll. It just kind of slid on the board. Very. I am disappointed with this animation here. <laughs> <laughs> Your second arrow pierces where would be the chest of Wendragod. Both of them stick into the painting as these are hanging on these, what now you can kind of tell are the false wooden walls of this room. And so it's... And the second wand in this picture goes out. All right. And uh, Travancore is going to use his motion to get behind one of these beds and give himself some cover from the future arrows or magic missiles. You absolutely can. Roll me an Arcana check. Uh, while you do that, Serene, you're going to be up next. And Carlton, you're going to be on deck. Arcana, Arcana. Here we go. 18. You seem to remember Jonathan telling you something about how magic missiles never miss. <laughs> Crap. All right. Operation... Meat shield. Travancore's get behind Shadow. All right. You take cover behind the armored bear. Serene, what would you like to do? You've watched all this happen. Serene kind of rests her head for a moment more and watches the, the chaos with the tapestry. And she is going to move into the room and then she stops. And she blinks a few times. And goes, oh. Hello. You're new. Oh, shit. Hi, Serene. Oh. I will see Serene. It takes a moment. You don't recognize this room, although it gives you deja vu. But as Bernie says, hi, Serene, you do remember them. Oh, Bernie. B-U-R-N-I-E, yeah. Yes, yes, Bernie. Do you need help? Actually, yes. I guess, how much did Bernie see? Most of it, right? Oh, yeah. All of you saw all of this. Okay, so... Travancore's been attacked by some incredibly tacky painting. And so I think we're going to do um, him and the art world a favor and destroy them. She kind of squints her eyes and inhales deeply. They're paintings of Winter God. <laughs> <laughs> and her eyes flare open as you say that. And all of this sort of dust in the room kind of begins shifting and roiling and it forms up around her incorporeal form and you see standing before you a fully fleshed dragon and she turns and looks at these paintings that are or tapestries that are coming off the wall and just goes they make music and she's going to lash out and attack them. She's going to make one bite and two claw attacks. Awesome. Go ahead and roll some attacks. Oh, one's a crit. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> well done. I'm, Cheers I'm gonna, to that. I'm stop you there on the crit. Okay. So the knowledge of who this is envelops you and you immediately lash out at the closest painting, which is the one of Wendragod standing in front of a lectern giving some sort of speech. And you do notice now he's got one of the wands in his hand and there's another one like sheathed in his belt. And he's he's got a serious expression on his face. And he's it's the fact that he is probably telling a really bad story badly mm. that makes you upset. And with that crit, you hump down on top of it. Describe how you destroy this thing. So she she reaches down with her head and just spears the... It's, I'm sorry, it's a tapestry, right? These are paintings. These are paintings, all... okay. She spears the painting with the, the horn on her bottom jaw and rips it through the canvas. And then her jaw just climbs over it as her mouth chomps down on it and she swallows the painting before turning to another and just raking her claw across it. Awesome. That's going to be a 28. I'm sorry. Yes, a 28 to hit. Yep. And the other one is going to fail. <laughs> That's well, only going to be an 11. It's a painting on the wall. Yeah, yeah that actually does miss. The yeah. one that you... The <laughs> what? Next it's one you, a painting on the wall! 
I know, but they're magical. I'm very it's a upset. really good canvas, a really sturdy <laughs> canvas. Really good canvas. <laughs> they might be ma- magical paintings on a wall. I hit the frame. Go, yeah, go ahead and roll damage on that first one. All uh, right. As I will describe for you the, the next one that you go after, Wendragod is what looks like riding a horse through the forest. And at first, when you look at it, it it kind of resembles those epic knights on white horses, you know, riding off into battle. He's in that pose, but he's still in his wizardly regalia, still holding onto the wands. You do notice the horse, like it seems like maybe the artist was told, paint me riding a dragon. And the artist did their best to make it a dragon horse, and it's some weird amalgamation. The first claw comes around, and then the second claw is when you get a good look at this painting, and it just... Ugh. She just... She she hits with the, the first attack, and that's going to be uh, 13 points of damage. All right. And then she starts to come down with the other claw and just looks at the horse and kind of freezes and just stares at it like, what? Yep. Anything else? That will do. All right. Carlton, it is your turn. You are in the other room. With your passive perception, you hear battle. I hear it's arrow time. Yeah. And so I already measured it out. It's uh, 195 feet from where I'm at. We're going to say to make life easy because, yes, I do have a battle map up for everybody, but I'm kind of mostly going on theater of the mind. It will take you your movement and your action to get to the that. door that they're in. I was going to suggest Jonathan just plane shift us over there since he has a scroll, a material fork, and he knows the location. Jonathan, you know you can't plane shift in this tower. So could I have even misty stepped? Can I, can I teleport within the tower? Yeah, but there's something about plane shifting because at least the way I've always understood plane shifting, you're you're basically sending yourself to a between space and then back into a plane. Right, right. So plane shifting would mean leaving the tower and coming back into it, and that you can't do. So with a dash, I can make it to the battle and then round two be able to endure. Yes. Okay. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, unless, Jonathan, do you have a way of getting us there? Yeah, but not any faster than you. Okay, then I'm just going to huff and puff and then not blow my house down and just run all the way across. All right, you arrive in time to see that uh, these paintings of Wendragod, two of them are shattered and destroyed. Three of them have not been touched, and one of them has been raked across by um, Serene's claws. Each of them had two wands somewhere in the painting. The one that she's raked, only one of those wands is still lit up. They are going to fire... One of them is going to go after Travancore. So, Travancore, you take seven points of force damage. Okadoka. Um, one of them is going to go after Bernie, who takes six points of force damage. One of them is going to go after Serene, who takes eight points of force damage. And the single one that's left is going to also ping Travancore, and you'll take two points of damage. As all of the wands that are still lit up fire what are obviously magic missiles at all of you. And it is Bernie's turn with Jonathan on deck. All right. So I think I actually am still a little hurt from our last encounter. Didn't think about that. Mm. Uh, Bernie is going to, I think Travancore's also had the most damage within reach. So she's just going to, as a bonus action, start off by casting Healing Word, which is going to be, oh, 16. And then because we cast it at what? We just did third level. We get whatever 16 plus 6 is. So what? 22. 22. Thank you. We both get 22 points back. Not looking her best. Then Bernie kind of looks at Serene. She goes, you know, like, I've never disliked being small, but... I really did like the whole eating the painting thing you did. I'm never going to be able to, like, just do that. Since we are running out of spell slots, Bernie's going to use Kevin. All right. And she's going to make an attack on the painting with the still lit wand using her mace, Kevin. Actual Kevin. Actual Kevin, not spiritual weapon Kevin? Not spiritual (laughs) weapon Kevin. Kevin. All right. Serene, you watch as this obviously incredibly powerful cleric riding a battle mastiff pulls out from somewhere a pretty impressive mace. So that's Kevin on the handle. That has Kevin on the handle. 
And that's a 22. That hits. Are you going after the one that Serene attacked or one of the others? Whichever has a, like, clearly wand lit. You said there was one that had its wand lit. There are three that have two wands lit. And there is one that has uh, one wand lit. The one that Serene is going after, only one wand is left. I'll go ahead and finish that one off if possible. All right, go ahead and roll damage. That's really good. Okay, 1d6 plus 2. I was like, what is the damage on this? (laughs) Gavin is more of an ornamental. I don't know, you pulled him out for good effect, so. Well, that's three damage. Bonk. The good news is there wasn't much left because Serena just gone into this thing. So it just takes an extra whack. It doesn't seem impressive, but when you pull Kevin back, the actual canvas of the painting comes with Kevin. And so you rip it off. And that is a destroyed painting. This must be how Carlton feels all the time. Anything else? Bray turns around. You say that from the doorway and Bray goes, Hey! I'm here, guys. <laughs> we did the stupid thing. You didn't do the stupid thing. We did. Yeah, give me a minute. Uh, I'll be there in just a second. <sighs> before Jonathan, I think I forgot to have Shadow do his thing, because I think this time around we're having Shadow do it, like, either before or after me. You're right. Yeah. We'll, we'll retroactively, what would Shadow like to do? Okay, retcon time. Uh, Shadow's going to run up to one of the ones with uh, two wands glowing, and uh, he's going to try and... I don't know if you can reach it, but bite into the actual frame of the painting so that, like, as the picture falls out. Oh, yeah. All right, let's see. Shadow is a massive black bear. And for uh, Serene, what you see is not just a massive armored black bear, but a bear that obviously has a little bit of magic around their claws and in their eyes. Okay, that's going to be 27 to hit. Oh, yes. Excellent. All right, that's going to do a total of 13 uh, damage with one fire damage. Yeah. Bites into it, leaving a scorch mark behind, and one of the wands goes out. Well, let's go for that other one. He's on multi-attack, so why not? Another yeah. bite on on its way. That's going to be 24 to hit. That hits. All right, once again. Well, this time it's only going to do 11 damage to fire. That is enough. Shadow, after biting into the frame and pulling it apart, reaches up with both claws, sinks them into the canvas, and just rips it off the wall, kind of in this in a similar vein to what Bernie just did with the mace. And that one is destroyed. Shadow the Fire Bear concludes his turn. Thank you, Shadow. Jonathan, it is your turn. You're in a room with a lot of gems everywhere and more scrolls and Carlton ran out. Jonathan's like, uh, 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 and he uh he keeps the fork in his hand, he drops the scrolls, and he uh Onward! And he dimension doors. Unfortunately, I don't think he can't visualize the inside of a room he's never been in. So he visualizes the outside of the room and appears right next to Carlton. Bop. Perfect. Carlton, your ears pops a little bit as the air is uh, pushed out from my space. And I'm like, oh, they're they're there. All right. Hey, he's going to move into the room. All right. Anything else, or is that the end? He sees um, the scorch marks uh, associated with a uh, with magic missiles, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. It's a magic missile. You, right. you see the wands glowing, and you easily put two and two together. He strides uh, forward. He's like, "All right, I'll uh, I'll see if I can tank this." And he stands next to Serene. He's like, "Hey, hello, hi, Jonathan hi. Magimuscular here." Let's see what There's we can like do. a little canvas stuck between some of her teeth. <laughs> you got you got a little little right there. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh. All right, Travancore, it is your turn again with Shadow and Serene on deck. Sweet. How many of these uh, ghastly vile paintings are left? There are two. There right. is one that is. You think it's Wendragod riding in a hot air balloon? You've seen those before. The problem is you don't see what he's actually riding and you just see him in a basket and then there are balloons behind him and he's got his arms outstretched with both wands in his hand. You think almost pretending to fly. You think that maybe what Wendragod was going for was an epic pose, but it kind of looks a little bit more like a kid going, hee. Travacore is going to go after the hot air balloon one. That one just kind of irks him a little bit more. For sure. Reason. You can't argue for the tape. So we're going to do a plain Jane arrow. All right. So 17 plus 16 <laughs> to hit. That will hit. Okay. Thank you for not making me say the number. That's okay. All right. And that's going to do. Oh, did I use my bonus action to use, move the hunter's mark to this one too? 
Why, sure. Thank you. L- look at me being all nice Six years, I have no, no, <laughs> no memory of anything, apparently. All right, it's going to do 12 damage, and it's going to add two from the Hunter's Mark, so 14 total. You have Devil's Dad's brain. It's fine. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, the first wand snuffs out as one of the arrows hits Wonder God right between the eyes. All right, attack number two, arrow inbound. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Ooh, 26 to hit? Absolutely. All right. Paintings are very bad at this kind of thing, huh? I mean, in theory, we should have been able to take all of these down with Bernie's many inks and quills. True. All right, 14 from the arrows themselves. Add another four for Hunter's Mark for 18 total. Just for flavor, as you destroy this other painting, are you going, are you aiming for Wonder God or are you aiming for one of the hot air balloons? Oh, God. Or something else. Or something else. Literally pop his balloon. I, I think Travancore, like, has the discipline to know that it's not an actual hot air balloon. Let's go for, let's go for the wand. Although he does think to himself, you know, the implications of their tech level are troubling. <laughs> <laughs> Your second arrow slams into that last wand, and that painting is destroyed. There is one painting left, and you see it is, it's the least epic of all of them. It is a painting of Wendragod sitting at a desk, wand in one hand, wand in the kind of the, the belt, and a quill in the other, studiously writing. All of the other paintings, he's... I am epic, I am awesome, I am serious and epic and awesome. And this is the only one in where he seems to be focused on something other than, uh, look at me, I'm epic and awesome. Travancore, is there anything else you want to do? Well, I think Travancore is done, but since Shadow and I are sharing a turn this time around. Yep. At the risk of a zero to Zeromus kind of situation here, kids. Final Fantasy IV, I should say. Shadow is going to bite it. And the frame, same just like, like last time. Sure. 19 to hit. That does hit? Wunderbar. That will do. 16 damage, three of which are fire. Reaches up, bites the second one, rips the frame down, rips enough of the canvas to actually rip off the part of Wendergod that has the one wand, and there's one wand left. All right, here we go. One more. Bite, inbound. That will do. Ooh, 13. That does not hit. So this was, he clawed and bite? Two bites. Okay, so chomp down pulls and then because he got such a big mouthful he's still kind of and can't get that second bite in is there anything else shadow wants to do make a final fantasy 4 reference so worried about the <laughs> uh the zero to aromas reaction that he let like, the visions of spooty bar distract i think that was three it was a three no three was tessa i think and the joke is that one most. of those in where it's a different number in japan than it is in the united it states it could be it was yeah. four in yeah, SNES, in the that's u.s what, uh three was with zero and zero miss. yeah four was with kefka was cecil yeah. the one from three or was cecil four cecil's, cecil's been four. in all of them in all of, yeah i know cecil's in four for sure okay probably that- a big yeah nerds on the internet Tell us what it is. Kefka also <laughs> had multiple forms. So. I was thinking That's of true. the one with the Spoonie Bard. That one's four, right? They all have Chocobos, right? Chocobos three, I think, but Spoonie Bard and Edward Cho- is Chocobos four. Chocobos literally all of them. Chocobo forever. You know who also Bad has Chocobo, many forms? Best Chocobo. <laughs> Serene, it is your mm. turn. Carlton, you're on deck. What would you like to do? So there's one left, right? There's one left. Serene pulls back her claw and is about to slice down on it when she she glances down at uh, Jonathan standing beside her, and she notices the mithril rod in his hand, and her paw immediately comes down, and she bounds to the side, really kind of disconcerting for a creature her size, but she bounds to the side, and her front drops down, and her back end is sticking up, and the tail is lashing at the ceiling. And she's just staring at that wand, or the rod, and just wiggling from head to toe, completely forgetting about the threat in the room. Because it's mithril. Brace says, Coco Snoot does that when I buy the good treats. Oh, mithril. Did you just find dragon catnip? (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan, not as an action, but just on on his turn, like, he takes it one way and goes, huh? And takes it the other way. She follows. Okay. Her head just kind of follows from side to side. Jonathan, she's a dragon. All right. Noted. 
Is that what you're doing for your turn? That is her turn, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love, love it, it so much. <laughs> That's beautiful. Carlton, you watch all this happen. The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on September 11th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. F-U-M-Y-H-I-L-L-P-R-O-A. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Very on brand. Carlton, taking the cue of what to do, uh, is going to pull out his uh, sword and start slashing at the last painting. Epic. He's going to go reckless. Does a 28 hit? 28 hits. Uh, 16 slashing. Go ahead and describe in gory detail the destruction of this final painting. <laughs> yeah. Carlton uh, realizes, all right, these, these are bad paintings. That Not nearly as nice as the tapestry in the other room. And then so he's decides he's going to go a little modern artist kind of Banksy going through the frame. And he's just going to like putting it through the shredder. So he's taking his blade and just like shredding it into pieces and then letting it fall to the floor. All right. As you complete the shredding of this painting, as all of the the painted wands in this room are destroyed, as Serene is completely enamored with that mithril rod, I need Shadow to give me a... Perception check. What does Shadow percept? Let's see. As uh, Shadow is checking, a correction. Jack, you were technically correct. It was Final Fantasy IV. However, <laughs> this is very important in the now. US, it was Final Fantasy II. Ah, okay. So apparently nerds on the internet is nerds at the table. So it was, you were technically correct. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. That's also, right. yes, Cecil was the Dark Knight who became a paladin in Final Fantasy 4 slash 2. Yeah, so Shadow rolled a natural 20. That'll be a 34 total. Whoa! Awesome. This is Shadow's third rodeo with a dragon who needs to find a soul anchor. And so almost unbidden, despite the fact that you haven't asked, once the threat is gone, Serene, you watch as... Or, or maybe you don't watch, but you do notice, despite how focused you are on this mythal rod, it's shadow lumbers on over and gives you a, a big sniff. And then starts to wander around the room like a bloodhound. And eventually ends up over in the corner of this room, staring at that dragon chess set that you were looking at earlier, Travancore. <laughs> seeing this, but seeing uh, Serene's attention to the rod, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to start walking towards the dragon chest set, but like using the rod to lead Serene there. And she she follows, but it's just like one paw or one claw comes forward and then wiggle. And then another claw comes forward, wiggle. And then the other claw comes forward. Wiggle. So she's basically like wiggling with every scooch as do, she moves forward. Do, does a, uh, does a, does Serene have ears? Okay. No, she does not. She does okay. not. She has like bands of scales that go around her head. If she had ears, I was going to ask if they were down. She's got these kind of almost, I don't know what to call them, except like nubs that kind okay. of come up. From either side of the horn that's in the, the center of her forehead. And I want to say that they're, like, twitching. I'm just waiting okay. for her to pounce on Jonathan like a hunting cat. Jonathan the Magic Busco <laughs> is also waiting to be pounced on. So that's why he's being very careful. And he's like, okay, Serene, I'm going to put this uh, down right uh-huh. here next to this. And he looks at where Shadow's, like, you know, pointing at and he puts it right next to the uh, to the chess set and just 
pats it as he puts it down. As he's about to release it, she leaps forward and just <laughs> scoops him and the rod up with both of her front claws. <laughs> and she kind of rolls onto her side so that he's laying on her belly and the claw and the, the rod is also on her belly. And she just reaches her face right next to him and <laughs> takes a big old whiff. Does he have any other mithril, silver, or platinum on him? Uh, let me check. Wait, so you grabbed Jonathan in the rod? Okay, <laughs> yes, all right. Yes, all right. Jonathan is in the embrace of a dragon. For whatever reason, I would thought there was Shadow that you had grabbed, but I just no, no, that. it's Jonathan. <laughs> okay, okay. You saw his mage armor sort of like light up as like as he was grabbed. He did not resist at all. Okay, <laughs> that was going to be my next question. All right. He just rolled with it. Uh, hang on. While you check that, Carlton, Bernie, and Travancore, would you like to do anything as the, the two of them are playing with each other? There you go. I just said it, and it was- uh, Tussling. Tussling. Oh, no. Tussling. Tussling. a good word. <laughs> yeah. Would the three of you like to be doing anything? Bernie is going to watch. Yeah. Seeing that- All right. I, I kind of give it a moment. Seeing if this is a playful thing and not she's turned on us, uh, I want to kind of- check out the room for anything else that might be of interest, like something shiny might be poking out or anything else of danger. Okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check that I'll get back to. Bernie is watching the tussling. She's got her head tilted to the side and she's like thinking about stepping in and then she goes, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Travancore, how about you? What you up to? You know, yeah, I'm going to do this. Travacore's going to cast Flame Blade and hack away at the bits of whatever's left of those paintings and just start keep hacking away at whatever's left until there's nothing left but ash and bad memories and bad art. That's a lot of... <laughs> wow. I, I think, especially now that they've been half basically destroyed and the magic that was in them is gone, it is very easy for you. And it's, it's satisfying when you get to that sixth painting to just watch it... Because the canvas actually goes up like flash paper, and it's it's very satisfying. And Travancore says, you thought you could get me from beyond the grave, but I, too, am from beyond the grave. And I'm just like, <laughs> saying, just shouting random stuff at this uh, painting, because I'm just like so mad that one, that I was stupid enough to fall for this trick, and two, that uh, this stupid wizard <laughs> managed to get points on me. Bernie's going to actually kind of make the noise I just made, just go... You know, she's gonna like watch it. Goes, oh. <laughs> and then she's gonna walk over as he's doing. She's gonna be like, as like the hacking. She's like, and she's like gonna look back at the tussling and and she's gonna cast calm emotions <laughs> <laughs> on Travancore. I'm gonna ask. Two, okay, so that was my one question. Are you casting just on Travancore? Casting well, on the group? Hold on. How many okay. people do I get in this well, thing? Uh, before, as you look that up. Travancore? Yeah. Jack. You okay with this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bernie, are you just casting on Travancore or are you doing anyone else? You know what? Here's the thing. I don't have a choice. It's every humanoid in a 20-foot radius. So this is good because Serene is not humanoid, which means Jonathan's going to be real chill with this. <laughs> um. And that was going to be my next question. Okay. Uh, Jonathan and John, are you okay with this? So, yeah. yes. And right now, Jonathan the Magic Muscular's eyes are like as as the hug sort of like you see flashes of the mage armor as he's gent gently squeezed. His eyes are just like wide open, and he's like, oh. "Well, she's right. gonna forget." Bernie has forgot. She hasn't done calm emotions in a real long time, and she's forgotten that it's not like a touch spell. And so she kind of like reaches out, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this." this is, and she's gonna be like. And she's going to look at Travancore and she's going to be like, it's okay. It's, it was very bad art. Yeah, it was. But it's, you know, I was going to say it can't hurt us. But that would be a lie because it did. It can't hurt us anymore. And with that, as the spell goes off, I'm going to tell all three of you that need to, that are going to be affected by it. You can either choose to fail or roll for it. I'll leave it up to you. Jonathan the Metamuscular chooses to fail, and you see his eyes go from wide to, hmm, you know, like a little half-lidded, relaxed uh, vibe. Bernie also chooses to fail. 
I think we established the first time I did this that that was an option, and she's just like, you know what? It's been a really long day, and I might as well get Carlton high. Carlton will roll, so let me know what it is. He knows what the spell is and doesn't mind it normally, but since he's actively trying to do something, he wants to try to keep his wits about him. It's a 19. Is it a wisdom save? It is a charisma. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Carlton's searching real, real chill. You're searching real, real slow, real slow. In theory, <laughs> Serene has all of eternity to figure this out. Yeah, and uh, Travancore. Uh, what's the the role to save? I mean, I I think Travancore generally is okay with this, and he appreciates Bernie's intent, but he had it drilled him in at an early age not to deliberately fail at anything. So he has That's to fight it just out of That's good. I love That's it. Fair. Tiger it parenting was... from Travancore. <laughs> Charisma 19, please. Right. And Serene, I'm going to say, you not only notice all of this, you realize what the spell is that Bernie is doing. Well, it's one thing for Travancore to fail, but at least he tried to succeed. So 14. <laughs> all right. This is good. This is so good. all the humanoids in the room are affected by calm emotions, which doesn't change anyone's mind, but it does exactly what that says. Just get real leany and chill. I can yeah. suppress any effect. So if they were frightened or, you know. Yeah, there's some good mechanical benefits. There's some good too. mechanical. This is mostly just everyone's gonna, she's gonna like. Everyone chill. Carlton, what did you roll on your perception check? 30. Oh, damn. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> it's fine. You still did fine. Maybe you did a little better because mm, you were Could calm. be. It just takes an extra moment or two in order to, to completely case the ro- room, as it were. The bed, nice, but uninteresting. The dresser, gorgeous, completely empty. The dragon chest set, which is a little hard to get to because it's still kind of surrounded by a lot of people. It is absolutely gorgeous and it looks very heavy. It's all made out of various shades of jade. So all the the darker pieces are in the the really dark jade and the lighter pieces are in a light, light green. Uh, And it seems like it is incredibly expensive. You also notice it is set up as though it was in the middle of a game. And there's a closet nearby that is stuffed with robes, sleeping gowns, shoes, and slippers hanging on racks or stacked neatly on shelves. and. There are the gaudiest house coats you could ever find. Yeah, but I don't care about the house coats. Them slippers, though. <laughs> <laughs> they are in a variety of colors. Some of them better than others. They are all super fuzzy. So Great. M- maybe a little gaudy, but super comfy. Done. Carlton's got slippers for days. Bernie's going to notice the house coat, and she's going to take one over and drape the house coat onto Serene and go. Dress up! And then she's going to walk away. Uh, So to answer Katie's question, Serene takes a big old whiff and detects a hint of silver to the tune of four silver pieces and probably a waft of platinum in the form of 50 platinum pieces. Oh, I forgot we got money now, don't we? We got money. I'd forgotten too. (laughs) We're not good with money. What does what does Serene do with this information? Money is just a, a societal construct. So she uh, she sniffs it and experienced as she is in her older dragon years, she takes the the chin horn and kind of slips it near his belt and tries to like hook his belt with it, and she's just kind of tugging at it a little bit because she knows it's probably in his pouches. Are you trying to be stealthy about this? Or you no. Just, no. Okay. There's no way. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you see Jonathan the Master Muscular is like, help. No, he's not. He's totally fine with it. Help. He's like, huh, that tickles. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not, you are- he's not screaming. Jonathan the Magic Muscular isn't screaming his head off. He's doing just very gentle, help. <laughs> you are not alarmed, but you, once again, it doesn't suppress your natural reactions to things. It just it keeps everything down a notch. So... It's it's basically like a giant dog, like a oh, imagine oh, yeah. like a Great Dane kind of mawing, mouthing at mm-hmm. your your pouches. That's that's effectively what it is. To to help out Jonathan, Bernie gets another gaudy rub and goes, eh! and she throws it on uh, Serene's face. He goes, no, no, mm. and then she just walks back over to the closet. I am so sorry. <laughs> I get so excited when there's treasures near. 
And Serene, it is at that moment that the the minute of being able to manifest your form ends and the mm-hmm. two house coats go through your form. <laughs> so, does so does Jonathan. So does Jonathan. <laughs> 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 yep. Yep. But I mean it's it's a it's a <laughs> fall, but it's fine. I like the the technique I used to make my dog not do something else. <laughs> 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 I hope she didn't hear me do that just now, because I just she doesn't go, like, eh, what am I and doing? She's like, oh. <laughs> Listen, if you did that to me, I'd stop whatever I was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a very dis- – it's a noise that she's like, I don't like that shit. And so if she's, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, eat my peanut butter sandwich, I'm like, eh! And she's like, oh. But, you know, she still wants that peanut butter sandwich. She's, <laughs> she's no dummy. John the Muscular, like, quickly picks himself up. He's like, huh! And he, uh, he brushes his shoulders off with prestidigitation. He's like, oh, well, um, that was – that was an experience. I hope I didn't scare you. Oh, well, w- uh, it, Jonathan the Met, I uh, initially, but I'm good now. <laughs> I don't suppose you'd be willing to leave for silver with me. Oh, absolutely. And Jonathan the Metamuscular goes to his sonic coin pouch that he just made up just right now. And he... <laughs> and he uh, Flips this the adorable lever for- blue hedgehog is just <laughs> stitched really nicely on his coin. No, no, no. You've like never Son- seen it before. Like Sonic, like the drive-in where you get uh, fries and shit. Yes! So oh. like, he, he okay. chink, okay. chink, I chink, and uh, hits the lever for all his silver pieces and produces four and puts them on the table near the dragon chest. Dragon chest set. Can it be a Sonic Sonic coin pouch? Sure, like- it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's got engraved. It's got engraved in draconic. Gotta go fast on on the quarter slot. <laughs> I mean, being blue would be on brand for you. Serene moves over to where the silver was placed, and as she starts to put her head down, it tilts to the side, and her eyes move over to the dragon chest set, and she stares at it, unmoving. And you also notice the the same thing that it's set. In as though it's in the middle of a, a game. Does anybody play? I will chess? sit down to play one side. Travancore will play the other. Yeah, Bernie kind of looks at Travancore. She's like, "That's like a royalty thing, right?" Totally is. Team yeah. Foosball is now Team Dragon Chess. I'm gonna say Team Foosball. What you quickly realize when the two of you sit down at opposite ends, the uh, the light pieces, the lighter jade pieces, are stuck in place. You can't move them at all. It's only the darker pieces. So, if you would like to play... Tag team? I was about to say, you could tag team this. I go high five, team foosball. Team foosball, up high. Jonathan the Magic Muscular kicks the dirt. It's like, I was on the, the Neverwinter Chess Club, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, though. And I don't actually... I, honestly, I think Jonathan the Magic Muscular was like a jock wizard and not a chess playing wizard. He you was mean on, the magic muscular was, he was a on jock? The, he was on the portal ball team, and they would play pranks on the chess club. So, no, the, a, a, a spectral tail comes over and wraps around Jonathan the magic muscular. Aww. And it, he can't actually feel it, of course, but it's just kind of wrapped around him. All right. Either Carlton or Travancore. I need either an intelligence or wisdom check. Oh, good. Ooh, definitely wisdom for me. I think intelligence would be bad news. And then am I going to be helping him by kind of giving him pointers up, about where I think? It's up to you. Or do you do want you, us to both roll it? it? It's up to you. Do you want to help Travancore or do you want to come up with your own idea? I'm going to, I'm going to kind of work with Travancore. Uh, team foosball, you know, team, team players here. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of like, as he's like thinking about what move to make, I'm trying to like think one step ahead and what the jade pieces are going to be trying to do. And I'm going to be like telegraphing that to Travancore so he can kind of think about that as well. So hopefully he'll have advantage and roll better than a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have advantage? You do, because he's helping Is there you out. advantage because they're calm, cool, and collected? That's also true. Oh, that'll be an 18. With an 18, you make a move, and it looks like the right move. <sighs> but you think, mm, that didn't quite do it. That didn't quite finish off the other player. And you watch as the light pieces move once and immediately block you. Ugh. All right, my turn. All right. I need a intelligence and or wisdom I check. will try and give him any kind of strategy I've had playing chess from different grandmasters that visited the court of his families back in Perconum. I love it. 12. It's good. Carlton, 
you reach over and you just kind of, you've been thinking two steps ahead and helping Travancore, and then you misread what has happened and do the step that should have happened if Travancore had been successful, and the the other side blocks you. Ooh. All right. It's my turn, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Maybe if you take the the knight, the dragon knight, and try to take over the the dragon bishop, maybe? Uh. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the space pope when you say dragon dragon bishop. Dragon bishop. <laughs> is a space pope reptilian? Space yeah. pope. I also imagine, like, dragon chess is like, uh, what is it, Star Trek chess, where it's like three levels? Oh, the levels. 3D chess, yeah. Because yes. the dragons yes. fly, obviously. Okay, I've always pictured it like chess, except a bigger board that's curved, but that that's just me. Oh. So you know what? Oh, like so is it dragon chess like chess pieces is dragon chess chess pieces designed to be more accessible to big old dragon claws or dragon chess is large pieces shaped like dragons? It's larger pieces shaped like dragons and all these pieces are in various dragon forms because you know, it's wonder god. Oh uh, yes, Travancore, I need either a uh, advantage intelligence or wisdom check. Wisdom was 19. With a 19 now that you've played a little bit, you got the rust But it's three-dimensional. It's been a little while since you played. You actually make two moves. You move, and the other side moves, and then you do the final move, and you hear a ding, and the whole board splits in half upwards, all the pieces still attached to the top of the board. And inside, you see... Serene, you want to describe the Fabergé egg they see? Yes, there is a small Fabergé egg. It is a very pale blue around the shell, and in the center of it is a small cutout. And inside the cutout, you see a little scene depicted, and it is a, a person with a donkey's head sitting back in a throne made of flowers, and tiny figures are suspended somehow within this hollow opening around it, feeding it with grapes and strawberries. And it is just a beautiful scene of someone enjoying their time in the Feywild. And Serene, as this opens and you all kind of look over, you see your soul anchor. That's the thing. That's it. That's what traps me. And as you reach out with a claw to take it, your hand passes through the egg, just like it does with everything else when you are ethereal. But as your claw goes through, it turns ethereal. The egg itself kind of melts into mist. And with a shuddering breath, you now remember... What happened? The argument you had with Wendragod, the fight you had, you basically got rid of him. You were able to get him out of the Feywild, but then you followed, knowing what he was going to do, and that's how he trapped you. And now you know you're free. You know you can descend the stairs and go out the front door, and your time here is done. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's been so long. I've been trapped here for so long. And it took you, wonderful heroes, moments to save me. Where are you going to now? Well, home. I think it's time to go home and see what little Icky's been up to. Oh yes, do say hello <laughs> for us, since you'll remember now. I do. I do remember Travacore. Carlton, Bernice, and Jonathan, the Magimuscular Mage. I, I, Jonathan, the Magimuscular, uh, is, uh, is quite proficient in the use of plane shift. And after all this, Jonathan, the Magimuscular, was going to be heading uh, out into the plains. And, uh, and Jonathan, the Magimuscular, picks up the silver they had just taken out. And he says, I'll bring these to you. I would like that very much. I would like to see all of you again and hear more stories of your heroics. Do come visit. And Serene, now that you remember, you you know exactly where Ekthiarn's Grove is. And it's been a while since you've seen the God of Unicorns. 
Maybe it's time to go take a visit. I will hopefully see you someday. If you ever need someone to pull the sheets off a bed and activate a trap, I'm here for you. (laughs) I will remember that. Thank you. And as this gorgeous moonstone dragon in ethereal form floats out down the stairs to, as you can only assume, float out the front door and be on their their merry way, that's where we'll pause. And the next time we get together, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens next. But Katie, thanks for joining us. This was amazing to have you. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This was a blast. I had so much fun. Good. Good. Please take a moment. And for all the the people at home who would like to know where they can find more of your amazing awesomeness, where can they find you? You can find me on all the socials at Goblin Katie, G-O-B-L-I-N-K-A-T-I-E. Every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, you can catch me on the twitch.tv slash d4rpg on the D4 stream. Think of Call of Cthulhu meets Waterdeep. It's a rollicking good time. I play Paladin of Vengeance slash Rogue, Seisha Valispard. You can catch me every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Domain, where I play Rala, the wonderful Erd Kobold wizard who blows things up and loves her friends. On the Dawnbringers, and it is a wonderful, wonderful experience. I highly recommend you check that one out. We're currently playing through Wild Beyond the Witchlight, and that covers me. Awesome. Thank you for joining us for this awesome adventure. Next time we get together, it'll be up to the Heralds of Greenest to decide what to do next. But until then, we'll see you next encounter. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from StabbyQuest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.